this beginning of worship. I want to thank David Kim for leading us in worship, leading us to the throne of grace, to experience the power of Pentecost. And I'm so thankful for our, uh, our team of serving our community, serving uh, globally. Um, I want to thank uh, Gina Choi and Brian and Selena for working together on this very, very important um, uh, project of being alongside our sisters and brothers in the area. Um, sisters and brothers who have lost their jobs, who have um, endured coronavirus sickness, COVID-19. And, and it, this, is a, this is a time that we should come uh, beside them. Uh, La Iglesia is a church uh, which used to be called La Vinia, if you remember that. La Vinia was uh, a church that we engaged with in times past. Pastor Peter Kim uh, brought uh, Pastor Omero to come and spend time with us at Redeemer Life. So this is the same church with a different name, La Iglesia. Um, we want to stand behind them. We want to provide food. We want to provide funding. We want to provide um, um, uh, all kinds of help, whatever Pastor Amero uh, guides us to do. And, and those prayers and those notes of encouragement, I think, are so very important. So uh, I'm so thankful to um, Brian and Selena and to Gina for working this out along with our fellow Christian communities in Libertyville and Vernon Hills in Mundelein and our sister church in, in Palatine, uh, a New Life Covenant Church. Um, uh, so let's, let's do that. This is so important. Let's pray. Let's pray for our um, sisters and brothers in, in the Latino community uh, in, in our area. Also, uh, I, I, wanna, I want us to uh, thank God for our uh, our young people who have graduated, yesterday was a great day of rejoicing. I know a number of families went and spent some time with CJ and thank God for how God has blessed him. And CJ and Brian and Joshua Kapoor, all three of them are going into high school. What an important stage in their life. And we wanna thank God for, for how God has blessed our young people. Dima is going into college. So, you know, while we are shut down, we're not able to meet in person. Uh, we also know that our young people are growing. They're growing spiritually. They're growing mentally, emotionally. They're going to go through different stages of experience in their life. Um, and it's our responsibility as a church to rejoice with them and to stand behind them as they go into these different phases uh, in their life. Uh, I also want to thank those of you who are getting together for prayer every Sunday morning at 8.30. I know it is early, but I would encourage you to come because it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And next week, our children will be leading us in prayer. Children have been a part of the, uh, the, this time of prayer. I know it's morning, 8.30, but children are there, you know. Uh, especially when they're younger, they, they are the ones that wake parents up early in the morning. So. They're there for prayer. Next week, our children will be leading us in prayer. So I want to encourage us to, to join in there. And I want to thank uh, Joe, Joe Thomas, for um, leading this initiative. So would you, would you pray with me as we begin this time of meditation? 
on God's word. Our Lord, our God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for this Pentecost Sunday, this day of hope. And Lord, as we recognize this day of hope and your revelation to your people, we also want to recognize that there is a lot going on in the world, O oh Lord. There are people who are going through awful, awful times because of this virus, this evil, evil virus. And now, O oh Lord, there is also so much violence. There is so much discouragement and so much injustice against our African-American sisters and brothers all over the United States. Oh Lord, hear our prayers and bring about peace and reconciliation and justice. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And then, O oh Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity to reach out to our Latino brothers and sisters in the Mandalayne area and uh, in the area all around Vernon Hills, uh, Round Lake, and in those whole, that whole area there, O oh Lord, help us to reach out to our sisters and brothers with our love, with our care with what you have given us, we want to share with them, oh Lord, hear our prayers and heal them. Provide their jobs back for them, oh Lord, provide their jobs back to them. And then, oh Lord, we, we pray for, uh, uh, we want to thank you for our young people. We want to thank you for Brian and for CJ and for Joshua as they go into the next stage of their life into Vernon Hills High School. Lord, may your presence be with them. May your presence go with Dima as he goes into the next stage of his life in this college experience. So hear our prayers, O oh Lord. And as we dwell on your word today, on this day of the Pentecost, where your Holy Spirit descended in such a powerful way, take us, Lord, to that time 2,000 years ago, and take us to that time, 4,000 years ago, when you descended on Mount Sinai on this day and gave your revelation of your word, your Torah. Lord, we want to experience that as we encounter the situations of the world today in 2020. So bless us. Speak to us. In the name of the risen Lord Jesus, who ascended into heaven and who promised that he will give the Holy Spirit, who promised that he'll return back to establish his kingdom. In his name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to request you to open your Bibles. I'm going to reflect on two particular texts in the Bible. The second Pentecost and the first Pentecost, the second Pentecost, and I'm reading from uh, um, the favorite Bible that I have here for, especially for this time of our online meditations on God's word. So I'm going to encourage you to get your, all the parents, all the parents, I want you to get your 
NIRB, Adventure Bible, for all readers, not just early readers, but for all readers. So uh, would you get this? And if you don't have this, get, get whatever Bible you have. Now, I also want to encourage you to bring your, uh, your, your own language Bible. If you're a Malayali, I want you to get your Malayalam Bible. If you are um, a Korean American, I want you to get your Korean Bible. If you are um, um, Chinese American, I want you to get your Mandarin Bible, whatever Bible you have. If you're Spanish American, um, uh, Mexican American, um, uh, get your Spanish Bible. So would you do that? Or Russians, get your Russian Bible. Because at the end of this service, when we all come together, I want us to read from our own language Bible. Remember, this is the day of Pentecost. This is the day on which the Holy Spirit descended and the people spoke in different languages, the same word. So would you do that? Well, send, send your kids or whoever it is and say, oh, that Bible that's collecting dust there on top of the shelf. Will you get that? Because we'll be reading that together. Is that okay? At the end of, of this sermon. So I'm going to read here from Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. It says here, when the day of Pentecost came. So the question, of course, is what is the day of Pentecost? The day of Pentecost is a day on which God descended. And we'll reflect on that a little bit uh, as well. When God descended on this mountain called Mount Sinai. And he gave his people the Ten Commandments. That is the day that is remembered here. It says here, when the day of Pentecost came, all the believers, now remember, this is all the believers, but we don't know how many there were. There could have been hundreds of them because Jesus had a lot of followers. All the believers gathered at one in one, says the, the, the Greek text here, uh, at one in one. They, they were together. They were at one. That's when God descends in a powerful way. And then it goes on to say, Suddenly, a sound came from heaven. It was like a strong wind blowing. This was like the breath of God. And I want us to reflect on that, especially in the context of the present crisis in, in the United States, where there's a lot of violence. There are people who are crying out for help. There are our African American sisters and brothers, uh, people like Eric Garner, who in 2014, when uh, the police offer, officer took a choke hold on him, he said, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And so recently, uh, a few days ago, George Floyd in Minneapolis, um, Minnesota said the same words when, when this whole weight of this police officer came upon his neck. He said, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And of course, there are others that we are thinking about. Ahmad, Ahmad Aubrey and the 26-year-old young woman, Brianna Taylor. Oh, so many who have gone through so many awful experiences. I'll be getting together with a group of um, Asian American pastors of the Covenant Church today and praying 
and praying that there would be healing, praying for, for our community, especially our African-American brothers and sisters who've gone through so much pain and they're crying out, I can't breathe. Remember on this day, the day of Pentecost, God descended and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. That is the message of the gospel. That's what Acts chapter 2 is talking about here. Our oldest daughter's name is Karuna. Karuna. And uh, when the coronavirus crisis shutdown first started, um, her, her son, a uh, little boy, he is uh, uh, five years old, uh, five and a half years old. Um, he comes to her and he says to her, mom, what is this whole thing? You don't want us to go anywhere and we can't play with our friends and we can't go to school and all this. It's all your fault. And so she says, why is it my fault? And he said to her, well, your name is Karuna, right? This is coronavirus. And, and lo and behold, um, my uh, other daughter also called up um, this daughter of mine, whose name is Karuna, and said, guess what? My son comes to me and he says to me, it's all Auntie Karuna's fault. So I want to take a play on words there, right? Because words are, are similar, different words. The word Karuna means mercy. In our language, coming from the Buddhist language called Pali and the Sanskrit language of Hinduism and, and, and the language of Jainism, there's a common word and that word is Karuna. And it means God's mercy. And what I'd like to think about is right in the midst of the, the calamity called coronavirus crises and, and the violence that's around us, God's message is that of his mercy. Karuna invocation and revelation is what I call it. Karuna invocation and revelation right in the midst of coronavirus and violence. And that's what the message of Pentecost is. They were gathered there. They were gathered there at one place, at one, because they knew something happened on this day. 2000 years before that time, there was a, there was a guy by the name of Moses and this guy by the name of Moses was kicked out by, by the Pharaoh because Pharaoh wanted to kill him. And he goes to, to this desert place and starts living among Africans, among black people who were together with the Midianites. These were people in, in, in our present day society, they would be called Nilotic people, or the people of Sudan and the people of, um, of, of Kenya, the part of Kenya, that's a desert now. Moses went and lived among them when he was 40 years old. And he, had, he didn't know what to do, but these people accepted him. These Africans accepted him. And he married one of the young women there whose name was Zipporah. 
and and so he lived with her he had two sons with her and he called his son's name gershom which means you will always be a foreigner child you will always be a foreigner remember that you will always be an alien that's what the word gershom means and then he gave the name to his second child as eliezer in which he says and so i look to god as my redeemer as my helper yes i'm an alien i will always be an alien that's the name of my first son but the name of my second son says it all god is my redeemer and sure enough god reveals himself to moses when he is 80 years old and he says to him i want you to go go to pharaoh and i want to say that let my people go and he goes to pharaoh and of course pharaoh does all sorts of horrible things to his people and and but god descends in a mighty way till you come to the time of passover on good friday was the day on which they sacrificed the passover lamb and they came out and as they came out there was a lot of rejoicing but on the third day they were pinned against the against the the the, the walls of of the sea uh, the red sea and pharaoh was coming behind them breathing threats of horror and violence he wanted to kill them all he said i'm going to kill you and slaughter you and horrible things are going to happen to you but god raised them up on the third day do you see that that is what the people recognized when jesus rose from the dead it was on the same day that the people rose from the red sea and pharaoh's threats came to nothing pentecost happens 50 days after that moses take, took them to the place where he first encountered god but i want us to look at that section so if you have your bibles which you should please please carry your bibles along all the time Uh, in in exodus this happens in exodus chapter 19 exodus chapter 19 so kids if you have your nice n i r v bibles adventure bible in your bible this is page number 87 page number 87 in which two things happen one is moses's father in law comes to him and he gives uh he he reunites his wife whose name is zipora and his sons with him so then the question is why didn't moses take his wife and his two sons back with him all the way to be with his people the answer a lot of scholars of this opinion and i agree with them is that moses was scared moses was scared because he's married a black woman moses was scared that his kids were of were biracial and they will not be accepted and sure enough later on we'll go on to see in another part of the bible which is called numbers chapter 12 that his sister whose name is miriam and his brother whose name is aaron they come up with a revolt against moses and they said hey, what's so special about you man you're married to a black woman kushite is the word that's used 
which is the people, the Nilotic people of Sudan and Kenya. Moses was scared, I think. And that's why he did not take his wife and did not take his sons to be with his people. So now, after all these time, Jethro comes to Moses and he says, Moses, here, be united with your wife. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how your people are going to treat these two little boys. I don't know how they're going to treat my daughter, but she's your wife. She's black, but she's your wife. These two sons are biracial, but they're your sons. Jethro comes and reunites. And my sense is that before the first Pentecost happens, here's the lesson that we need to learn. That peace and racial righteousness always precede Pentecost. Peace and racial righteousness and propriety always precedes Pentecost. If we want the Spirit of God to descend and do amazing stuff among us, we have to be bothered with racial righteousness and peace in society, right in the midst of violence. So God comes to Moses, and Moses encounters God on Mount Sinai, but only after he is first reconciled to racial righteousness. Then we come to Exodus chapter 19. And here's what it says. And I'm reading again from the New International Revised Version, where it says exactly three months after the people left Egypt, chapter 19, and verse 1, exactly three months after the people of Israel left Egypt, they came to the desert of Sinai. And Moses went up, verse 3. Uh, it says here, they camped there and in the desert in front of the mountain. Verse 3, then Moses went up to God. Where is this place? This is exactly the same place where Moses first encountered God when he was living among the Kushite people, the black people, and the Midianites. Pentecost happens at the very place where Epiphany first happened. It's so important that we all go into the presence of God at the same place where first we encounter God. That's the place where God's voice comes to Moses and says to Moses, 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 don't come near, nearer than this. Take off your sandals. The place in which you are standing is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen, yes, I've really, really seen the misery of my people. He's a God who sees. He's a God, it says, I've heard their cries. He's a God who hears the cries of the enslaved people because of
and revealed himself to Moses again on the day of the first Pentecost. And then he revealed himself to Moses on this day after he took him out on this first Pentecost and then the second Pentecost. Pentecost happens at the place where Epiphany first happened. And then God goes on to tell him, here is what I want you to say to my people. Verse three, who belong to Jacob's family, tell the Israelites, you have seen for yourself what I did to Egypt, how you saw how I carried you on wings of eagles and brought you to myself. Who is this God? This God who is a God of Karuna. He's not the God of coronavirus, but he is the God of Karuna invocation. He's the God who gives who's so merciful on eagles' wings I carried you. Do you know that? I was so merciful to you. So you go and be merciful to others because he's a redeemer God. He is a protector God. He's a God who's full of compassion. Pentecost happens with the realization that God is a Karuna God. He is a Redeemer God. That is the name of our church. That is the name of our community. And that is what we will proclaim to the community around us. Fourthly, he goes on to tell him, look at this, this is just so beautiful. He says, now obey me completely. Keep my covenant, verse five. If you do, then out of all the nations, you will be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine. The whole universe is mine. Do you see that? That is the commission that is given to God's people. That is the commission that is given to God's people to go because the whole earth is mine. Yes, there is a pandemic. Yes, there's a coronavirus pandemic, but God will overcome this. So go into the whole world because the whole earth is mine, says the Lord. And you will be a kingdom of priests to serve me. You will be my holy nation. That is what you must tell the Israelites, says God on this first Pentecost to Moses. Pentecost leads to profession and it leads to mission. That is our mission, to be a kingdom of priests. And you know, priests were not just priests who were doing some magic here and magic there and sacrifice here and so on and so forth. That's the idea we have of priests. Priests were people who are doctors. Priests were people who are nurses. Priests were people who were community workers. Priests were people who went and did amazing things in society. That is what God expects us to be. He expects us to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And then God descends on, on this community. It's so powerful here, so very powerful, where it goes on to say, 
their God. In the morning on the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Verse 16, when Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in a fire. The smoke billowed upon it like smoke upon a furnace and the whole mountain spoke. Uh, the whole mountain trembled violently as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Moses spoke and the voice of God answered. And it was so amazing. Wouldn't you have wanted to be there at Mount Sinai? And so that is what the people were expecting on the second Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The same God who is a God of power, he descended. And then there is this lightning and there's thunder and, and there is fire. And as I see, this is all the glory of God that's been revealed because God is amazing. God is powerful. God is awesome. That is the God who is also merciful. And that is the message of Pentecost that we need to take. That God will overcome all this. Violence that's there in society, all this racial injustice that's there in society, God will overcome all the horror of Corona. And people at are in one placeness and they are in a place of unity. Pentecost happens when people are together. And that's the beautiful thing that happens when we get together for prayer. So please come, because at one, we cry to God for help. People share their prayer requests. And we are at one, calling to God. At one in one. The word place is not there in the Greek. It just says they were at one in one because they called upon God and they expected God to do something. Notice what happens next. Suddenly, I like that word, because Pentecost happens unexpectedly and suddenly. Pentecost happens when people are in a place of one placeness. Secondly, Pentecost happens unexpectedly. That's God, right? When we want to plan out stuff and think that these things should happen just according to the business plan that people come up with, that is not Pentecost kind of a church. Pentecost kind of a church is a church that expects God to descend and do things suddenly, unexpectedly. And it says here, suddenly there's a sound of the blowing of this mighty rushing wind. 
It's the same God who breathed into the nostrils of the first man, Adam, the breath of life. It is the same God who breathed upon the people and the, and the river and, and, the, and the sea, the Red Sea parted. It is the same God who, who breathed in, in, in Exodus chapter 19 on Mount Sinai. This is the same God who unexpectedly came and breathed upon the people. This is powerful, isn't it? That should be our expectation, God. And look at what else happens here next. Acts chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, they saw something that looked like fire in the shape of tongues. And these are divided tongues. You see, the divided tongues happened during, in, uh, in Genesis chapter 11, when people wanted to treat themselves as God, as divine beings, so that they would do awful things to others. That's what used to happen in Egyptian religion, and in Mesopotamian religion, and in Hinduism, and in all these religions. So there was divided tongues. Divided tongues. Where there is I am here, you are there, there's this otherness, there's the sameness, philosophers talked about all this, but God descended to bring about togetherness out of dividedness. Also, God descended in the form of patois, tongues of fire. Pentecost purifies with patois, tongues of fire. I want to take you back to a very previous thing that happened, and that happened in the life of a prophet by the name of Isaiah. He was so discouraged about society around him. Evil things were happening. Horrible things were happening. There were diseases all around, and he was so very, very worried. And then he saw the vision of the angels of God, worshiping God. They were saying, Kadosh, 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 Adonai, Tzavod, Melochol Haaretz, Kavodo, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Not death, but life. And then Isaiah says, Oy vey, this is a God who purifies. This is a God who takes away our um, our inadequacies and our weaknesses. And so, as this goes on, the Spirit of God descends and they start speaking in different languages, not just one or two people, not just the disciples, everybody. You see, that's, that's the thing about Pentecost. It's for everyone. It's not just for a few people that go to North Park Seminary or that go to Garrett Seminary or that go to Trinity Seminary. No, it's for everybody. The Holy Spirit is the great equalizer. And as they proclaim, Pentecost brings about the proclamation for all nations. That is my prayer. That as we open up after COVID-19, the message of the gospel will go out to all the nations that have come to us in Vernon Hills and in Mundelein and in Libertyville and Deerfield and Buffalo Grove all over. People will hear the message of Pentecost. Yes, 
Pentecost also brings about great puzzlement. Let us not be worried about that. People will be puzzled. People will be mortified. What? These people are speaking such amazing stuff? But Pentecost, seventhly, also brings about a great procreation. There will be puzzlement. But there's also the great procreative work of God. Pentecost brings about a great procreation where people from all over will come and they'll hear the word of God in their own languages. People from every tribe and nation and tongue as it's found in Revelation chapter 7 where it says, after this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, Amen, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. That is the message of Pentecost. That was the message of Pentecost on the first Pentecost. That was the message of Pentecost on the second Pentecost. That is the message of Pentecost today. Are you ready for that, Redeemer Life? God is going to do great things. And would you unmute yourself? And I'm going to see if I can find my Hindi Bible somewhere. So would you do that? Yeah. Okay. So I've got my Hindi Bible here and I'm opening up to Revelation chapter 7. You have your Korean Bibles, your Thai Bibles. And I want you to um, unmute yourself, please, and um, uh, make sure that your uh, audio 